And what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of the Cooped Up Podcast. Uh, the podcast that was shut out at the Academy Awards this year, and I'm pissed about it. As always, <laughs> folks, my name is Koopa, and each week I sit down with a friend, and we talk about all the happenings in pop culture and everything in between. And as always, folks, my uh, you know I'm here with a friend. Uh, you know The Academy Awards is still hot on everybody's mind. Um, we're going to talk about that, and I figured it's a good excuse to, to kind of hit the lowest hanging fruit on this tree. And talk about some movies that that, that we really like. Uh, and joining me, uh, first time guest on the show. Again, we're, we're 50 plus episodes into this thing now, and I'm still managing to find friends uh, that want to <laughs> talk to me on my podcast. Uh, joining me from his humble basement in an undisclosed location, Connecticut, uh, Super Smash Brothers slash FGC commentator extraordinaire and uh, one of the few people uh, who I've had on my show who've also seen what my bathroom looks like. Uh, it's Ajax. What's up, man? How you doing? That is very true. Casa de Cupa is quite the place to be at, man. And I'm happy I can get to join you, kind of, from, like you said, here over at my home. I'm uh, very happy to be on this. I'm super uh, happy to be a part of this after the amount of effort you put into this. It's such it's such a cool concept that you have going here with the Cooped Up Podcast. I love the name. You already know that. And uh, I... Also, you told me that you wanted to talk about movies today, so that was like it was a zero percent chance I wasn't going to join in on that because I love the film industry to a uh, almost uh, painful point that I end up arguing with people about their opinions about movies that are mainstream that are not good and that they just don't believe me afterwards. You know what movie I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Do I know for sure? But uh, yeah, listen. Thank you, man. And 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 I'm always you know looking to get fresh blood in here and always having mm -hmm. you know happy to have my friends come on the show again you know we've been doing this for you know over a year and almost a year, almost a year and a half uh come june and um uh, i love been it. a year it, and it, a half that's soon crazy. yeah in, in, like uh, i started this back in in uh, january of 2021 um so come june it'll be a year and a half and you know we've been uh it, it's been one of the the, the many joys of, of of my life but um yeah you know before we get into the fun stuff uh you know uh, how you doing man you know what, what's been what's been going on you know as as most of my friends are you know we we've met each other via the super smash brothers community and mm -hmm. i always like to try to remember the first time we actually became like friends and i'm just like I, it all kind of blends together because we've known each other for such a long time yeah uh, um, I, I'm trying to, I still remember I'm trying to, I I, I, rem I remember so um the the first time me and you got to like really talk to uh, to each other really get to know each other all well was right after the uh, the Zeno I think it was one hundred or something like that where it was the old Zeno and that big hallway oh, yeah. room and uh, we <laughs> we had a bunch of us there uh, to do commentary and that was my first time commentating out of state. Uh, so not only did I get to know Devin well from that, but I got to meet you and then we talked a bunch post that and. It's just kind of just been that way since uh, you you like you want to talk about you know I know the ba the bathroom at your house, but you and your carpools also know my house very well from uh, always coming up here and being able to crash along the way to go to mass events and just hang out. Uh, you know, you talk about fifty episodes later that you keep finding friends. You have a tremendous amount of friends, and also the people that you just know. We went to the diner the like the last tournament, and you knew the owner before we went in there at three o'clock in the morning. He's just like, "Oh, Kyle, like, bro, it's three o'clock in the morning. How do you know Kyle?" Like, yeah, real gangster just... shit, man. I can't disclose what I do on on, on the low. Uh, but thank you, man. It, it's listen. If if 
what is being a podcast host? I'm not forcing all my friends to come on my show and tell them they're <laughs> friends. So, uh, you know, that, that's that's well, how you force me, streets. man. I'm glad to be I'm glad to be here and talk some movies and just get to talk about the things in general because outside of events, we don't get to talk as much as we probably should. Uh, because we do have lives that we have to deal with outside of Smash as well, of which yeah. most people don't seem to think. You know, us Smashcasters, we have yachts and stuff that like just don't tell them entirely about how much we make. That's 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 the key factor. But <laughs> yeah, now my yacht's in daycare right now, so I got to go pick it up after the podcast. Yeah, my over. mine's still at the store. You know, they, I just have it on <laughs> I just have it on display for everybody just to kind of flex <laughs> on them. You know, <laughs> it's it's truly one of the the, the you know one of the joys of being an mm-hmm. esports commentator. Uh, but yeah, listen, uh, you know, I'm, I'm always excited to have uh, someone on here to, to chop it up. And before we get to, again, the lowest hanging co- uh, fruit in, 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 uh, in podcast content history, uh, <laughs> we are, again, we are on the heels again of the 94th Academy Awards. Um, if you guys have been following my show, uh, you will know that I did a, uh, Oscars preview podcast, uh, with my, with my good friend, uh, Sean Tony. Uh, you know, we, we did that a couple weeks ago where he kind of went through, uh, the major categories talked about stuff where we thought things were going to land. Uh, I did not keep score of what I guessed for, you know, all the awards, but I know I definitely got two of them, right. Uh, which was best supporting actress and best actor. We'll get to that in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, AJ, I'm curious again, you, you know, you like movies as much as I do. You know, we, we frequent a lot of, uh, the same movie stuff. Uh, I actually just saw Morbius over the weekend and that'll be a Coupe Del plus episode because I, don't want to talk about that movie for much longer than fifteen minutes. Uh, we'll talk about that, but we'll talk. We'll talk about more of that later. Uh, so, where, where do you where do you land with like the mainstream uh, film stuff? Like, do you keep up with Oscar season? Is this something that you're like that keeps your interest? So normally, yes. Uh, I admittedly did not even realize the Oscars was going on that day until. Uh, the incident heard around the world, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a second. Uh, that this normally I do because I do like to keep track of what the best movie is, what the uh, the you know the best score is and stuff because I do love going back and listening to uh, film music because it has it has its own different tone and respect of art that you really should take the moment to appreciate because that's entire orchestras that are coming together to build uh, sounds of in music that bring you into the film because imagine most of these films without any background music like it just the the, the scene from spider-man 3 where he's just dancing around just having a ball imagine there's no sound to that because people have put that edited without that sound and it's the weirdest thing you've ever heard so, it's quite strange <laughs> it's uh entertaining uh one of the one of the things i do enjoy though is seeing what the best film is so i could go ahead and watch it like whiplash birdman Unfortunately, this one's a hard one to swallow. But Twelve Years a Slave, that it, it, like those movies, all I would have never seen, because besides the Oscars, and they have like they they show what it really means to like at the high to be at the highest point of acting because you can't tell some of these people are acting the way that these films are going. Uh, that last one, don't watch that on like a full stomach or anything because that one it is a hard movie to watch. But it is yeah. uh, like they, there are some good ones. I do suggest watching Birdman, though, and Whiplash because Whiplash is insanely good, especially for being a music based movie, which is not something that I normally say because I'm not the biggest fan of a lot of music movies because they tend to always follow the same exact plan. And then it's the <laughs> same end game. You don't really get that with Whiplash. So, like, I highly recommend that. But this season, uh, I wasn't really paying attention as much until something happened. Yeah, you know, it's funny you mentioned 12 Years a Slave because that was actually, like, the movie that, like, sparked my, like, uh, 
you know, I'm going to go back and watch all the Oscar stuff because, uh-huh. you know, I always kind of like casually kept up with the Oscars, you know, for like, um, you know, for like class stuff that I was doing or, um, you know, other things, uh, you know, for, for school related stuff that I was doing. Um, but like, that was the first film where I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to watch this. Cause like, it's, 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 you know, it, it's, uh, you know, my parents would happen to like rent it back when you can like rent stuff, like, you know, almost 10 years ago, yeah. which is <laughs> kind of crazy to think about. Um, I think that was the, the 2014 Oscars. Uh, something like that. I want to say, cause I think, uh, I think Birdman was like 2015 or 16. And actually, no, 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 no. Uh, yeah, it was this. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, that was, ooh, that was a, yeah. a weird Oscars year for sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, with, uh, with, uh, the aforementioned Jared Leto winning best supporting actor, um, that year oh. for his role in Dallas Buyers Club. Oh, I forgot about that. That's another one. Dallas Buyers Club. That's a, I don't think I ended up watching that though. I thought that about it, but okay. I, and, yeah, the, <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's, okay. it's not one that I need to watch. We'll just say, didn't that one have, um, Matthew McConaughey as well? I think it was. Yeah, he, went for best, he, he went for best. He went for best lead actor. Yes, uh, that's what it best. was. That's yeah. what it was. Okay. See, I, um, see it, so if anything, this conversation is showing you that I have indeed followed Oscar seasons yeah. prior <laughs> to this year. So yeah, a lot of great movies came out of this. Um, for me personally, you know, Frozen uh, winning all the anim- all the animated stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, one best song or her one best original screenplay, which is one of my favorite uh, you know movies of that the last was like ten with, years. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Joaquin Phoenix, right? The with the AI. Yes. Yeah, that's. Yeah. That's a good movie too. That one's yeah. uh, it's it's a good just sit down film. I, I yeah. think this is and a piss. They it. took it off Netflix. <laughs> I, no, Nef- Netflix is dropping the ball in many regards of late. So <laughs> yeah, but uh, also Gravity uh, did uh, picked up well in this uh, film too. Now again, uh, that was That's the one with uh, Sandra Bullock, right? Uh, yes, where she's, uh, is that the one? Of Sandra I think Bullock? she's I the one. That's when that's when she's stuck in space by herself when the the satellite breaks. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That, that, yep, that's you know what? Yep. I did. I did it. Actually, end up watching that. That was that was on my list of movies to watch. Maybe I'll actually sit down and give that one a go. That was a fun one. It was fun. Uh, again, you can only do so much when you're like stuck in space with Sandra Bullock, but it was yeah. fun. They they managed they managed <laughs> to make it work. Um, at least she got a different role because every single one of her roles feels like I'm just watching Pretty Woman again, but with a gun. Like it's feel, it's feel, that's what I feel like all of her movies are of late. <laughs> Pretty much, you you gotta hit the nail on the head there. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, you know, at least for this Academy year, I definitely wanted to kind of keep on top of everything. Uh, I watched almost all of the nominated films for Best Picture. I think I missed like a couple of them, but it didn't matter in the long run because it didn't really win many awards anyway. Um, I, uh, Coda won Best Picture, and it was not my favorite of the films that I watched this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, truthfully, as my friend Sean described it, as the best Disney Channel original movie to ever be nominated. Uh, for an Academy Award, uh, which fits, you know, the, the shoe fits. Uh, mm. Personally, I thought it was going to go to West Side Story uh, as someone that, you know, was an enjoyer of the original West Side Story and someone mm-hmm. who really liked the remake. Uh, you know, I, I, I think that would have been a, a fun one, but uh, alas, it, it does go to Coda. You know, some of the other big ones include uh, my, my big picks, Ariana DeBose, uh, winning uh, Best Supporting Actress. Um, she was phenomenal uh again this you're, you're someone that mentioned that you don't like music you know you're not big into music movies that much i love a good musical uh mm-hmm. so you know this i don't hate musicals me. but it just depends on the musical like sure but well, it's more so i think it's because uh, a majority of my childhood growing up my mom and my family they watched a lot of things like drumline um yeah <laughs> what's 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 some other ones um 
Well, you got served as more as a dancing movie, but like, uh, yeah. What's what's the movie I'm thinking of? Um, I can't oh, I can't remember. But basically, like, they watched a lot of dance based movies and a lot of music movies. And watching most of them growing up, it was always like the same end game. It was always like it felt like a biography, which ended in the big concert and. That's cool and all, but like it, it, I didn't really feel like I was being drawn into something new. But when I watch like when you watch a good musical that has like a good story attached to it, that's like they just so happen to be singing about the story leading up to it. I like those; those are those are good. Uh, which is why I kind of want to watch West Side Story, but like I haven't taken the time to sit down and watch it yet because I haven't really. Actually, I have. A, I didn't watch any of the movies from this Oscar season besides Encanto, which is one of my new favorite Disney movies. Period. I love that movie mostly because it hit home <laughs> in like uh-huh. many aspects. I could pinpoint any one of those people in that movie and put someone to name uh, in my family, <laughs> like including like me, kind of being Bruno because I'm always gone and <laughs> my family's like, where is he? But they at least talk about me, but but still, um, I that was like the only one I think I saw. But I still want to watch West Side Story. I want to watch um, King Richard. Uh, I want to watch. Um, what was the what was the one with the 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 gentleman who won as the first deaf actor to get? Oh, uh, that's uh, that is Coda. That's Coda. Oh, that is Coda. Okay, yeah. I really want to watch that then because um, that's that's a huge accomplishment. Like that that is a massive accomplishment in the Academy to get to be the first deaf actor to win an Oscar. That with how many years the the, the Academy's been around. That's incredible. So I 100% am going to sit down and watch Coda now. Yeah, no, that definitely. Again, Coda wasn't my favorite of the films that I watched, but again, it was it was a fine movie. Uh, King Richard was great. Uh, I, I love that movie a lot. It was mm-hmm. it was very, very good. I watched Dune on an airplane, and I would like to watch it on a not airplane <laughs> to kind of <laughs> give it the full experience because that's, you know, that swept all, all the visual awards. Mm-hmm. I won Best Score. Uh, again, the soundtrack for that movie it was, uh, was phenomenal. Uh, and Kanto obviously won for best animated picture. Although I uh, really was pulling for the Mitchells versus the Machines because that movie was uh, <laughs> that, uh, it was it was it was so cute. The, the uh, Mitchells was the one with uh, the daughter who was like a, a film uh, person, right? Like where it's just like yep. a bunch of memes shoved it. That yeah. All right, okay. Uh, what what can I spoil from that? Because it's a very. The, I'll I'll say this. The movie the, came out over a year ago. Okay. Spoiler the, alerts for the Mitchells vs. All right. All right spo- spoiler red, red alert coming up for uh, for everyone here. Um, <laughs> the Furbies absolutely killed me. This is so good. <laughs> it was like everything we always worried about with Furbies. It was just put right in front of us. Oh, uh, so good. That was that was a very fun movie because I if my my cousin recommended that we watch that one night and he he loved it. It was like okay, sure, why not? We'll watch it. And I was <laughs> genuinely impressed because I just thought it was at first it was like this is fun. There's Mimi, cool, and it just kept getting funnier. Like it, it just kept yeah. getting better as it went on. Uh, even though like the, the the villain was extremely obvious from the very beginning, but it, sure, was, yeah. it was still real. It, I I I enjoyed that, but my bias towards it got though because of how much I felt about that movie. Uh, that that's why I'm happy that one got best animated. But that's purely off a heavy bias. <laughs> it, oh yeah, it could, it could have definitely went to the Mitchells. Yeah, I, I've watched Encanto a lot this award season because of my nephews. They really liked it. And uh-huh. even my parents, like, I watched the movie for the first time with my parents when it wasn't my first time watching. They're just like, wow, that was really good. I'm just like, yeah, 
uh, you know, Lin Manuel Miranda really put his whole, uh, you know, his whole body into that one. Whole, and, yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, listen, if uh, I, I again, all of these films are, I, I feel like I think most of them, if not all of them, are all available to stream, uh, whether on like HBO Max or on Netflix. Or you can watch this uh, Power of the Dog, uh, which was like heavily favored to be like the Oscar movie this year. Uh, kind of ate shit, uh, and you know, is <laughs> also on uh, you know, on all of your various streaming services. Uh, Maybe Benedict Cumberbatch will get nominated for Doctor Strange, and then we'll, you know we can all celebrate as uh, as nerds. Uh, yeah, together yeah. For you put a Marvel film in the Academy in the same sentence, which you already know that's not gonna for some no. weird reason won't get it won't get the credit it deserves. And I, speaking of credit it deserves, right? Uh, just the the harp on the annoyance I have with this factor: animated films deserve better. Like I I I, I, I hate. When they keep pushing this whole narrative, it's like, it's just for kids. Like, no, I've watched some animated films for one that are extremely gruesome. But I've also watched some that have made me feel very different ways. Like, I, I whether it be super emotional, super happy. Like, you can, it's a form of media, no matter which mm-hmm. way you look at it. And there's a lot of people who put a lot of effort into that media. So, like, I would love to see that medium actually get the respect it deserves at the Academy and get a chance, better chances than it gets. Like, I feel like Frozen was, like, one of the more recent ones that made everybody go, like, okay, this one kind of broke so many records. Maybe we do consider it for best film in the, uh, of the year. But it wasn't going to because there were so many other great categories for uh, so many other great contenders that year. But I just, like, I, I get it that it's like the Academy in its own way is also a form of advertisement um, because that's just what it is at the end of the day. Best film, easy to sell on the shelves. I never would have watched Birdman if I had not seen it on the Oscars that season. <laughs> like, but the the I think animated films deserve way more credit. We're way beyond that point, especially now in 2022 when some of these animated films look better visually, almost realistic to the point. Well, uh, com- by comparison to like real movies, <laughs> so or live yeah. action, not real movies. <laughs> hey, listen. Uh, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. You know, maybe as we as we move into a more progressive age of of you know people in the academy, you know, maybe we we will get that. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, listen. And as, as again, just a one last thing on Birdman. I will watch Michael Keaton play an avian in anything. So uh, that's know, just, that's uh, a good point. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> keep 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 the good times uh, coming on that one. But uh, again, you know, the the biggest story. Uh, to come out of the Oscars this year, you know, uh, and it's, I gotta say, one of the benefits of being the last one at a party mm-hmm. to talk about the whole thing, uh, the Will Smith situation. Um, so, if you've been living under a rock for the last week or so, uh, you will know that uh, Chris Rock, when presenting the award uh, for best uh, documentary, uh, made a uh, a joke at the behalf of Will Smith's wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, uh, in which Will Smith initially laughed at the joke and then walks on the stage. Snacks Chris Rock across the face, walks back to his seat, and then uh, cut out for the American audience uh, was Will Smith telling Chris Rock, and I quote, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. And uh, things ensued from there. Uh, mm-hmm. As the fallout from this has happened, um, you know, again, we, we again being the last one to the party, we get a lot of the information up front here. You know, uh, Will Smith has since publicly apologized. Uh, you know, on social media, uh, he has uh, resigned from the academy. Uh, and now as of, you know, a couple of days ago, a lot of projects attached to, attached to Will Smith are being canceled or pushed back. Uh, there is a clamoring for him to give back his Oscar. 
uh, which I thought is ridiculous. Uh, you know, and we'll talk about that in a second. But you know, I think that the, I think the thing that that kind of made Dick Sills think stink a bit is that you know Will you know Will Smith won the award for best actor for King Richard, which you know all things aside, King Richard was probably one of my favorite movies that I watched. Definitely top two. Uh, you know, second to West Side Story, maybe that I watched. Uh, he was great, and you know, leading up to the to, to the show, my big thing was it made me really happy to watch a Will Smith movie that didn't suck. You know, Will Smith is, you know, at, at this point in his career, it's all about legacy. You know, mm-hmm. we all know that Will Smith is a phenomenal actor. He's one of the ten most famous people in Hollywood uh, on on the planet right now, mm-hmm. and you know, he doesn't have to make any more blockbusters to prove that he's a great actor. He's he's made he you know he's made his money doing that. It just sucks that he's made a lot of shit the last few years too. Yeah. <laughs> um. So you know, so it was really comforting to me to see Will Smith being a good movie again. Uh. And you know, the, the fallout of this happening, you know, we're probably not going to see Will Smith nominated for another Academy Award for the rest of his career. So you know, I'll I'll, I'll get your take on 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 the whole thing now. So so where 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 were you feeling? Uh, post lab, where are we feeling now? As you know, the 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 ripple effect of this is is, is kind of coming down in front of us. So I'll start from the very beginning of it, like right right, right slap on. Um, first <laughs> first off, uh, I'm, I'm gonna make it very clear that I can never in any way put myself in his shoes. Uh, I I would not be able to uh, like say for sure that I can speak on the fact that I wouldn't have done the same exact thing in that moment straight sure. up but um i mean the way that you look at the end of the day yeah should he have done that no that they, they, like he shouldn't have done that but uh when you look at the history of what led up to that moment apparently this is not the first time these jokes have been made um these these ha- have happened a few times there was also the uh the fact that they boycotted the oscars last year they did not attend uh because chris ross was uh rockless hosting could have been built up from that too so this is just a build up over time to that moment you don't just get up off of one joke in that industry, especially with somebody who you know is a comedian who's going to make those jokes. Somebody's going to be the butt of the joke at some point during the Oscars. Uh, the fact that you decided to pick somebody with alopecia and, uh, you know, that is not her fault with the way that she is right now. That was a not good call at all. And Chris, uh, he shouldn't have done that. But it's the, the fact that he got slapped in that moment uh, if if i was married and i was defending my wife yeah now i'm not gonna also i'm also not gonna talk about the personal stuff with them beyond that uh that's a different story that does not i'm not gonna dive into um that people like to jump on the moment that happened but um i get why he did it should he have done it no he should have probably did it at another time, but can I stop that? can i can I also sit here and say that when I've done that no because I possibly would have done the same thing. Now, the post-fallout, I hate it. I can't stand what's happening to him right now. Because in that same Oscar show, Louis C.K. won Best Comedy uh, uh, for, uh, oh, for no, that. Oh, no, the Grammy. I said yeah, Grammy, excuse me. Last, Louis C.K. J- excuse me, excuse me. Louis C.K. just won a, a Grammy for uh, the like the Best Comedy album. That man literally admitted to actual sexual misconduct. So the fact that you have something like that and also other people in the past who have actually done really bad stuff who are still a part of the academy who are still getting nominated for films who are still out there putting out productions and you want to blackball one of the best actors and names in the movie industry that we've known for a long time i know part of it is because the slap happened so it's got some negative connotation to it 
and you want to pause some of these things because they're going to release most of these films post Oscar buzz. He just got best actor. So you want to ride off of that when bad boys four drops or something like that. But how are you going to blackball Will Smith when he has done so much for the movie industry for so long, he's been around for years. He is sold movies by his name by itself. Pursuit of happiness is an amazing film that many people probably wouldn't have watched separately. If it wasn't Will Smith, which would have been a crime because that movie was still extremely good, the whole concept. Mm-hmm. But like I I I I just it just sucks because it's another one of those moments where you look at it and it's to put it bluntly, it's like, is this a, sin, a skin color thing? Is this meant to just kind of put this on Will and the African American uh, African American community for like misbehaving at the like the Oscars? Or is this them specifically trying to target Will Smith because of his behavior? It just sucks because we're having this entire fallout happen when there are so many people who have done significantly worse and they haven't been asked to return their Oscars. They haven't been asked to like stop making film. They're still out there doing the same things. It's really weird and I really don't like it. It's pretty annoying to be honest uh, to, to see like these big name companies doing that when give it another week or so. And to be very blunt, most of the community like the, like if, if this if they never did this whole blackballing thing, like in another week or so, the memes would have probably started to die off and people would have still just watched Will Smith stuff later anyways. The internet is very recency biased. They get bored of something real quick. So that wouldn't have lasted forever. Now you're making it worse on yourself because you're deciding to push this further when it was at the end of the day, just a slap. There was no fight that ensued after that. If a fight ensued on stage, that may be, may be a different story. But... Chris didn't pursue anything after. Will Smith apologized repeatedly. Um, and the fact that people have done worse, I, I, I think I think it's bullshit. This is the best way I could put it. Um, I, I, I think a lot of what they're doing right now is bullshit. And I hope that they pull back so we get more Will Smith movies because he doesn't deserve to have all that extra stuff happen to him. Yeah, listen, you you hit a lot of the, the the nails that I was you know I was gonna hit as well. Again, I think in in my initial reaction is that I think both parties were were, were wrong there. Again, yeah. you want to you want to applaud someone for standing up for you know for 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 their significant other and you know for someone who is going through a uh, you know a medical thing. I have someone in my personal life that has alopecia. I understand it's very you know sensitive and personal to them. Mm-hmm. At the same time, um, you know Chris Rock is is a stand up comedian. He you know again stand ups you know. When you're someone in the limelight, and a lot of people have had the chair to say too, you, you, when you're a very public-facing person, you're going to have to face very public-facing jokes. Yeah, and you know if if that was the straw that broke the camel's back, you know that could have easily, you know, uh, you know, erupted into something where, like you said, it could have, you know, Chris Rock could have swung back at him. Yeah, that could have uh, been an all-out brawl. So you, you, yeah. like that could have that could have happened. But also, you know, it, it also there's the repercussions. It's like okay. Does this give people other people the green light to just walk up on stage and hit a comedian if they don't like the joke that they make? Mm-hmm. No, that's not okay either. So I think where Chris Rock probably could have just not made the joke at the expense of someone with a medical condition, uh, Will Smith could have also just like not walked up on the stage and physically put his hands on somebody. So, um, you know, that being said, like like we you know, we mentioned, you know, Harvey Weinstein still has all of his Oscars. You know, there's there's people who have you know tried to dodge political crimes by fleeing the country. 
you know, who have Oscars. Oh, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, currently just chilling out there in France, huh, buddy? Yeah, you, you, doing, you doing good over there? Yeah. Yeah, oh, so it's like, so it's like, I think that discourse is like, is a little ridiculous to me. Like, you know, you, you know, Will Smith was, the, the, that was awarded to the Academy before all this happened. You know, Will Smith mm-hmm. deserves, you know, uh, the Oscar. And I think, you know, him leaving the Academy in general is, you know, again, it's all about legacy for this point in Will Smith's career. Mm-hmm. You know, he's in his, his in his early 50s, early to mid 50s. And, you know, at this point, you know, we might only get another like 10, 20 years of Will Smith stuff, which mm-hmm. is then even feels like, you know, a lot. Yeah. But, you know, for him to be out of the Academy completely, it's just like, you know, what what's going to happen on these projects? You know, I don't think he deserves to be blackballed considering he already apologized for everything that happened. Yeah. And, you know, yes, have we not heard the full set of what Chris Rock is doing? or how he's feeling no but you know uh his his ticket sales are, are doing well so it's been good press for him as well you know outside of again where you probably shouldn't have made the joke in, in the first place mm-hmm. um but I, I i wholeheartedly agree well you know it's it's a lot of it just feels very reactive you know like you know again a lot of this probably would have you know gone by the wayside anyway and i'm sure there'll be a discussion about this at a later time and you know and they'll eventually decide to reinstate wills you know i'm sure will smith will be reinstated at some later time again i think, I think so. yeah I, I you know it's it's you know i'm sure once this once the, the discourse goes away because again a lot of the stuff that was coming out was ugly you know from what we understand he was asked to leave and he refused mm. um which is which again not a good look uh you know but at the same time you know chris rock chose not to press charges and you know uh again he has since apologized in person uh publicly i don't know if he's actually apologized personally to, to, to chris rock i think those reports are still uh you know contradicting each other yeah um but you know i would you know, again it, it's it's just in an, an unfortunate situation it's gonna you know, it's the only thing we're gonna remember about these these oscars you know moving forward and again for someone who is as decorated as will will smith as both a you know a a sitcom act a, you know actor in the 90s and a very you know serious film you know a, you know producer a, you know actor in in you know his current career this is going to follow him for the rest of his career and he's going to have to mm-hmm. deal with those repercussions. So, um, you know, I, I hope that he's able to recover from this. I hope that, you know, people wise up and just don't start not hiring Will Smith for stuff. But there's literally, like we mentioned, there's tons of shittier people who have done mm-hmm. shittier things uh, who are still being decorated for, for what they do. Um, so, uh, yeah, you don't that's keep kind the of fresh. Two, yeah. Like you don't keep the fresh prints out of Hollywood, man. Like that's just not, that's just not how you do this. Like, it, no. no matter which way they try to well, slice it, pull it, or anything like that, it's always going to come back to the factor that if you do this and then you don't go and try and give repercussions to the other people who have done worse, that, I mean, uh, it's it's you it's hard enough to get respect to a lot of the award seasons period because most people just look at them as like a here's a money pit being thrown at the award season by a certain company to get their movies sold it's not always the case but that like when you have something like that happen it's going to make people question the validity of these things that much more so yeah. it's only worse for them because the the oscar buzz only reached the point that it did even as somebody who actually watches oscar season stuff I didn't even know what was happening at the time. A majority of people didn't know what was going on until that slap happened. Now, is that something that should have happened? No, we already said that. But like, it's it, you're gonna you're gonna rebound. If anything, next year people might watch it just to see if something else happens. You never know. Yeah. Like, but like, it's it's just it's silly. It's silly the the approaches they've taken, and I think that the I think in time, you know, there's a bunch of adults in the room. 
uh, people probably like Denzel will probably speak up, for example, because he's one of the first people who went and talked to Will uh, mm-hmm. as that stuff happened. You know, th- they're all going to speak up, and uh, and you have people. You know, you could blackball as much as you want, but you have people out there who are going to still hire Will. There are plenty of producers sure. out there who are still going to pick them up. So, just it happened. Dust it off. They apologies went out. Hopefully, they apologize or talk to each other in person at some point. If not, Chris Rock's going to make his money off of his next comedy special because you know everybody's going to be waiting to see how he uh, responds to that. Well, like. Uh, <laughs> oh sure yeah Absolutely. if not him Dave Chappelle's gonna do it it's gonna be one of the two if, if Chris Ross leave, leaves it alone for too long Dave Chappelle is gonna have another Netflix special ready to go in like a day about that whole stuff so it's just I mean like, his, the tickets for his tour have gone have spiked in price the last you know since this whole fiasco happened so you mm-hmm. know it's a hot ticket right now yeah people want to hear what he has to say and we already know what some of the jokes are going to be i'm going to leave them out of here because they're a little bit too uh the, again i don't want to cut i don't want to cut deep into the uh the, the the extra points of what's going on with that whole situation that people keep bringing up i'm not really here to talk about that but uh it's um he's gonna be fine like like yeah. you said, the the prices went up. He's about the profit off of this. People like drama, and they want to hear the follow up to drama. It's only going to sell more. Sure, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, you know that's again, you know we're we're adding our our end of the pile discourse onto this. Uh, you know mm-hmm. as 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 you know our discussion as you know. We, you know, podcasters do. So, mm-hmm. you know, you know, we'll see how this uh, develops out. I'm sure this will continue to be in a news cycle for at least the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, hey, let's talk about some some cooler stuff right now. Again, uh, we are here today, AJ, to tackle the lowest hanging fruit on the ground in podcasting content. I've saved a couple <laughs> of these for a reason. You know, it's 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 fun. Uh, we do the cooped up top fives and some, you know, every now and then on the show. Uh, they're always big hits. People seem to really like it. Uh, so this time. Again, it's Academy season. Movies are, are fresh on the brain. Uh, we're going to talk about our top five uh, favorite movies. Um, one of the hardest lists I've have, ever had to ask. This someone was very difficult <laughs> to put together. Uh, so you know, so we, I again, like you, I love cinema. I watch a lot of films. Uh, you know, me and my friends are are, are big film people. Um, you know, whatever we we are able to get together mm-hmm. uh, to do stuff. Uh, so you know, uh, I'm sure you struggled just as much. You know, putting this together uh, as I did. Yeah, yeah, it was it was definitely difficult. Um, I, I, you know, I to, to the end of the Oscar thing there too. Just to add another one, I do. I want to watch King Richard just because I want to see how good that performance was. I'm gonna add those other ones, West Side Story, and um, what, what was the other one you said again? The 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 Disney little one. Uh Coda. Yeah, Coda. Coda. Yeah, Coda. Coda, okay, Coda won best film. It was again. Yeah. I. I it wasn't my favorite film of the year, but I still liked it. So <laughs> I definitely want to watch those to see if those find their way into this. But this top five list that I had to put together, it's it's I had to I had to go to a category based system because it's too hard. <laughs> like there's too many good movies out there. But I do have a very specific favorite movie, and I have a very specific favorite comedy. So those two are like at the top for a reason for those. Uh, actually, I just thought about another category that I might swap one of these out for because I also really like this movie. I'll figure it out as we start talking about it. <laughs> yeah, no, same. I, I have some my work cut out for me here. Uh, you know, for me personally, like, I didn't struggle as much as I thought I would. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wanted to be fair to the genres that I like, you know, to the to the movies that to, that I enjoy uh, as well. Um, you know, if anyone knows me in my personal life, you're already going to skip to the end. You already know what my favorite movie of all time is. So, hey, shout out to so does real fans. 
Um, but there's again, there's a lot of this isn't something I get to talk about very often, you know, because I just I, I love film and, and I'm mm-hmm. excited to, to, to talk about uh, some of these with you. Now, I narrowing down some honorable mentions is going to be hard. Uh, I have three written down here. I don't know how many you have. I have five, but I have a sixth that just popped in my head that I might drop in there just as like a little extra, just for like a, okay. it's like a, here's a little cherry on top because I like this category too, because this is one that most people don't even think about uh, for that one. I might actually even start with, uh, with that as my movies I talk about, or maybe. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, the honorable mentions we usually say for last, but for this case specifically, we'll, we'll start them up at first because I feel there's a lot of, there's a lot of broad area here. I, I don't feel like we're going to cross over too much. Um, so, uh, you know, do, do you want to, you know, we can list them all at once or how, how do you want, how do you want to go about this? We can, we can do this. Uh, what's, what, what do you want to do? We can, uh, we can, I think it'd be fun actually to go back and forth because then we could both, uh, we could both talk about them individually and uh, kind of respond to what each one is. Hell yeah. All right. Let me, let me get the this, this screen up in front of me. So as our guests, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll let you lead off with an honorable mention. What's one of your, what's one of your ones that wasn't that you liked, but didn't exactly make, make the cut. Okay, all right. So if it's one that I like that didn't make the cut, I'm going to start off with my favorite Disney film then because there are two uh, that I was trying really hard to figure out between the two of them. And the one that was the honorable mention that just missed the cut was Mulan. I love Mulan Mm. a lot. Uh, Eddie Eddie Murphy was spectacular in that movie. I watched it as a kid. He was so funny watching Mushu. But the, the story of Mulan, what they did with her in general was so good the music amazing be a man is still one of my favorite disney songs it's such a great one but then as it goes on watching what happened in the past in the history of china and especially with like the treatment of women in china like you grow to appreciate exactly what that movie's message was now i won't i'm not gonna watch the live action one because it's way too different from the original one uh so i won't watch it (laughs) i watched it on a plane it was pretty good i kind of want to maybe at some point but like it's just the fact that it's so different i almost don't want to watch it but uh, now for my actual favorite Disney movie, though, uh, would be Hercules. Uh, I mm. love Hercules. I love the music from Hercules. Uh, now, also another uh, now as an adult, um, I, pre- I I can't even come close to understanding how the Disney PR team was so good at making the Greek gods look like they were actually good people because they, <laughs> they, they are not. But uh, no. like the, the story of Hercules is just it, like, it's so good. Uh, the fights are good uh, for when it came out. The the story build up the ending where you really felt like you saw like the humanity of the gods and Hercules himself trying to save Meg. It was just, just beautiful. And that's a hard one to pick for me too, because Disney has so many good movies, but that one that that one has just always been my all time favorite. Yeah, think it just it's it's a great one. Both of those two movies are, are very much in my uh you know in my upper echelon of, of films. Uh, mm-hmm. when I did my uh, my top five Disney song podcast a few months ago, uh, you know with Isam and uh, Kokiri, we they, we uh, we talked about Hercules. Uh, a lot, and I'll, again, I'll give him a lot of roses here too. That one uh, mm-hmm. was also on my honorable mentions as my favorite Disney movie. Uh, oh, okay, I lo- I, yeah, because I love it a lot. You know, uh, it, it it did not make the cut of my top five because there's just some other movie that just personally like more. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just it's so good. I grew up in, I you know, I grew up right 
some of my earliest memories from life is when you know uh, I remember going to McDonald's again and getting, like the the promotional toys for Mulan. Yes, uh, yeah, we had like the we had plates with Mulan characters on them. That my I parents also were, had the like, plates. Yes, <laughs> yeah, so we, we we had those a lot, and the soundtrack slaps. Uh, oh yeah, you know Mulan. Mulan. Uh, I I wanted to bring this up in in my Disney songs podcast, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, pound for pound, Mulan doesn't have a lot of music in it, but all three of the big songs that come, you know, are, who I that, am. Uh, like incredible yeah. uh, reflections uh, yeah, or, or reflections uh, reflections yeah. uh that's what the actual name of that song is but yeah um reflections make a man out of you make a man out of you and then what's the what's the last one the uh, one for me that sticks out personally and I, I almost put on my list of favorite disney songs is the end credit song true to your heart uh oh. absolute banger of a song i with, didn't even think uh, about that <laughs> with the pre- listen all i'm saying is the combination of 98 degrees and CV Wonder, it's fucking slaps. She made me that, remember like, ninety eight degrees, I, man. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, listen, like, listen. I, I I invite all of you to go back in time and listen to that song because it fucking goes, man. It has no reason to go that hard uh, for a song, but uh, yeah, Mulan definitely ended up on the list as one of my favorite Disney movies. Uh, another honorable mention. Um, at least if we're gonna go on my list. Um, I was just kind of looking through movies that like I like, but like you know I don't go back to watch uh, that often. I'd say I'm gonna go give you a rom com because it's one of, personally one of my favorite drama, uh, genres to watch, uh-huh. uh, and it is the uh, the Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunin's vehicle, Friends with Benefits. Um, okay, it's, okay, it's it's, have- it's 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 so campy, it's so dumb. Uh, you know, it's one of the best parts about these, uh, you know, these rom coms is that, you know, a lot of it's just bullshit anyway. Um, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, so it's just fun, you know. Um, you know, uh, Justin Timberlake plays an executive in a, <clears throat> uh, in in New York City. He ends up recruiting, uh, you know, Mila Kunin's character. They end up forming a friendship, and then they try to do the whole "Hey, let's have relations, but casually" thing, and then it doesn't really work. You know, and then one thing leads to another. You know, they uh, you know, one friend falls for another, and it's just it's a it's a dumb, cute movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's one that I, I I go out of my way to watch every year around like Valentine's Day or whatever. I watched this movie a lot when I was in college for some reason because like I just had it on DVD, <laughs> uh, and it's fun. I think Justin Justin Timberlake is an underrated actor. I think, and I think I, he's a lot I of fun can to agree watch. with that. I, I think I think that he actually has like some pretty solid uh, acting chops for another. Pre- we we I mean there was a good point in time where like early 2000s where we saw the, the conversions of all of those music artists who became actors or actresses <laughs> like Will yes. Smith, Jennifer Lopez, Justin Timberlake later on. But like there, there was a good amount who just started to slowly move their way into the uh, movie industry more and they took it over. Like J Lo was a like a, like a, a strong name to have as one of your actresses for a good while post the Selena movie. Like that, that was, she, she was on it a lot. So I think Justin Timberlake can definitely do more. Who, you know, who's another surprising one? Um, it, it was in a not a great, like a great movie or anything, but uh, I believe it was Nick Jonas in the in the uh, live the the newer Jumanji. Right? Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. He actually was pretty good too. Like that kind of threw me off. So that that's a that's another one who has like a a good crossover from the uh, the music industry to the movie industry too. Yeah, no, no, he's he's uh. He's honestly a really good actor, and, I, mm-hmm. and you know I, I hope to continue to see uh, you know more from him. But yeah, Friends with Benefits, fun movie, real campy, real dumb. 
Um, you know, one of my favorite ones to watch and turn my brain off. Uh, give me another, give me another one. What's, what's, what's your number right, one? And right, then well, make your list. So, so what, so one more, uh, HM I'll say, uh, since I, since I had six written down here, actually technically seven because I had Mulan written too. Um, I will say my, my favorite sequel. That's the last one that I had just put down. So technically it wasn't one of my first thoughts. So I'll put it best sequel is not a category you see too often. Right. Uh, so that goes to Sherlock Holmes games, a game of shadows. I, I think that that movie, after they added in uh, Moriarty, made the uh, like the Sherlock Holmes that Robert Downey Jr. was portraying so much better. Like that that oh, yeah. that that back and forth between the two of them throughout the whole film just felt so good, and I I really enjoyed like the like the inner thought moments in that one more than the first one. I felt like the the villain was more believable compared to that very first one, which most if it, it was it wasn't really magic; it was just like faked up stuff, anyways. But like the uh, I mean, they did unfortunately they end up getting rid of um what's her name? It happens really early, so. Oh well, but like uh, yeah. the 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 actress they had later in who played the gypsy, she kind of like she didn't really steal the show, but like she she stole my attention a lot more than I thought she was because I thought she was just a side character first when they brought her in, and then just really moved well with the movie the whole way through. But I think that the guy who played James already I actually just had it pulled up. I already forgot his name. Um, here we go, uh, Jared Harris. Uh, which this is so funny by the way jude law and jared harris are both in there so i saw jude and harris in the same like yeah. two points <laughs> and i was just like ah jackal but um yeah jared harris killed uh the roles moriarty and that one is uh that that one's another hm we'll say but it, even though it's an hm it's still one of my favorite movies to watch uh and i definitely recommend it yeah, Jared Harris was also just in uh in Morbius too. Uh, That's true. Uh, that is true. I won't ever get to see how he uh, did though. I'll, listen, man, <laughs> the, the, this film had, this film had Moriarty, Jared Leto, and a, a and a doctor from yep. Doctor Who in it, <laughs> it and his it movie still tanked. Uh, it'd be like that. Also, funny. I always find it funny to think about the Sherlock Holmes films, where it's just like. Uh, whether you're talking about like the series or like the films, but like mm. all four of the people that ended up playing Sherlock and Watson all ended up in the MCU together. That uh, is very funny. Uh, actually, <laughs> they're all great actors. Like you can't 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 take it away from them. Um, I would. Uh, oh wait, what did uh what was the role that the the Watson from the Sher- the uh, Robert Downey's roles? What was he? What was he in? Oh, Jude Law. He was in a. He was in Captain Marvel. Was he? Oh wait. Yeah, was, he was the villain then. Yeah, spoiler alert for Captain Marvel. Uh, but yeah, Jude, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> spoiler for everything. It's a, it's a podcast. It's just a lot yeah, of spoilers a, today. Just put a beginning, yeah, he, the, the very beginning. Lots of spoilers. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but he played Marvel. I didn't uh, even realize that because he was he had no facial hair. That's right. <laughs> I, I've he he's he's awesome. He's uh, he he's he's also awesome. I want to see him in more properties. Period. He's he's an incredible actor. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, but no, this this movie was I I, I only seen this, I've only seen this movie once, and it was when I was because uh, I think this movie came out on like Christmas or something. Uh, it was the, a Christmas time film. The uh, the sequel. Yeah, yeah, it, it actually, came out like uh, December twenty eleven. Yeah, unfortunately, I realized it was twenty eleven as well. That it was when it came out, so that kind of got me right here. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like a, uh, it's, uh, eleven years ago. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> <Wild> <laughs> Look, we only get uh, to we only get to scratch off two years because of us uh, having to stay home because of COVID. But the, the past hey. two years, that's still nine. That's still nine years. So, 
<laughs> yeah, no, but uh, I, I, from what I remember, again, I personally like the you know the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock stuff. I do you know, too. You know, I I I, I, look, I just like Sherlock Holmes stuff in general. Um, you know, I I love I love a good mystery, uh, you know, to be solved. Um, so and I, I'm gonna have to go back and watch these movies because it's been a minute since I've seen them. Mm-hmm. But I just always remember that I liked them. So that, that that's uh, a very good uh, honorable mention. And to kind of keep things in in a, in a Marvel esque. Uh, mood a move move a movie that I just kept out of my top uh top five uh I have to go with my favorite Marvel film uh for this one and you know in a in a sea of of you know of of Spider Man multiverses and you know and uh the last t- if I could pick the last twenty minutes of, uh, the last hour of Avengers Endgame I would mm-hmm. uh, I'm not going to uh, I'm gonna go with Captain America the Winter Soldier uh it's 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 so good, man. <laughs> like I can't. Uh, so I'm gonna jump right in since you happen to say this. Uh, in my top five, I put my favorite Marvel film, and my favorite Marvel film is also Captain America: Winter Soldier. Hey, yes. look at that! <laughs> look at us go! It's yeah, that, yeah, that's. I, I, I was, I was gonna hold on to this one, but as soon as I heard you say Marvel film, I'm like, please pick the right. Please pick the right choice. Oh, go for it. The, it. Listen, the, the, the floor is yours. It, oh, no, no, it, no. It's no, in we your can, list. No, we can go back and forth on this one because, like, I, I know you just kept it out of your top five, but it's in my top five because that movie did so much for Captain America uh, and also just yeah. in general. That movie was insanely good in terms of pacing. It felt like a good espionage film. The fights were incredible. They got rid of that very goofy-looking uh, suit from the Avengers film. Thank <laughs> God. Uh, and... Just the buildup, everything about Winter Soldier's story, leading up to Bucky, leading up to him, the music, those cuts, like the like you know what I'm you know what I'm oh, talking about when I yep, talk about yep, it. Like yep. it was just immaculate. And for our for you know comic viewers and or comic readers and stuff, and people have been knowing for years, the fact that they teased multiple things that could lead to what would have been the death maybe of Captain America was really stressful leading up to it because he had Winter Soldier. You had Agent 13. You had, um, what's his name? The Skull. Um, Red Skull? No, not Red Skull. Uh, Oh, Crossbones? Yeah, Crossbones. Uh, So they had those three listed before the movie came out. It's like, oh, God, they're going to kill Cap. (laughs) Like, and, like... (laughs) They, they kind of made it look like they would maybe do it, but that, obviously you can't do that right now in the MCU. It would just be that would be chaotic uh, at that point in time. But like that movie helped. That was the one of the first movies that came out post the Avengers, and it nailed it in every single way. Score, action, the change of pace that was Cap. You didn't really feel like you were watching like goofy cap anymore it, i mean it's not like the first one was completely goofy but there were goofy moments um but that one it was just just i i i, I could barely point out a bad scene in the movie uh like that's no. how much i enjoyed that film uh and even with all of i i have a hard time picking apart like the my favorite categories of marvel movies because there's team-ups there's the avengers films there's uh like you said with like spider-man and whatnot but Somehow, some way, after all these years, Captain America: Winter Soldier still holds that number one spot for me, just because of everything they that that movie achieved in the way that it was sold. So, like, I'm happy. I'm really happy that that also happens to be your favorite Marvel film. Like, I had like a little fist bump the moment I heard, it, like, yes, yes, Koopa has the good taste. We, we <laughs> let's go. <laughs> yeah, no, listen, man, I, I echo all those same sentiments. Um, one of my favorite genres of film is espionage films. I mm-hmm. love. 
James Bond. I love I love spy flicks. Uh, it's been something that's followed me my entire life and mm-hmm. and you know in my childhood. And they're just good movies. And they this are. film, like like we mentioned, this is like this is the first venture for the Russo brothers. You know, leading a Marvel project. True, that's another and, good point. Yeah, and you know, and this is kind of you know where Marvel is so good at they're able to take a superhero film. And very mm-hmm. cleverly fitted into its own little subgenre, you know. Like you yep. said, it's the first; it's one of the first big movies post uh, the Avengers, and we get a Marvel film, but it's it's, it's a spy film. It plays like a spy yeah. thriller, um, and you know, you, we we get again just phenomenal action. The music is great. The characters they introduce are are, are awesome. Sebastian Stan's debut as Bucky Barnes yeah. uh, is great. Uh, this movie has the best ScarJo haircut. IMO. Oh yeah, um, that, that, I don't think that's debatable. I am, I am on yeah. you with. I'm there with you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> like, sh- like short, like short, like shoulder length straight haired ScarJo mm-hmm. is like pristine. That's like the top yeah. tier. Of I my do list. like Iron Man two ScarJo as well, but that was when she wasn't really, you know, she was playing the role of trying to act like she was doing stuff but then we it's revealed that she's black widow i do i do love long hair when i can't i can't say anything about that but short haired queens out here thriving too and then that one whoo yeah <laughs> and was, also like the, 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 yeah it, it was good and again, again just like the, the combat uh you know the cinematography everything yeah. about how this movie is shot then knife flip into the back oh and also, like this movie, you know, got like big players to get involved with the MCU. Like Robert mm-hmm. Redford's in this fucking movie. Yeah, like, Robert Redford's one of the most decorated <laughs> actors of all time, and he's in a fucking Marvel movie. So yeah. it's like, I, like you I, know. I, I, th- I think you're, I think you probably just hit it the hardest nail on the head with that. Was like that movie. I think it like we all watched the originals and if you go back and watch the very first ones, like the first Thor movie. We all it was like, hey, here's Thor. But then when you watch it again, it's like actually this movie wasn't necessarily that good like as a movie itself it was it was fun for being a marvel movie fan but like between all of the years that we had of like the goofy nature of x-men 2 and 3 being just terrible spider-man 3 being a bomb uh and like us getting used to the the marvel universe and then having like a very fun hilarious avengers including the infamous scene of hulk throwing loki around everywhere i feel like captain america winter soldier was that movie that made people look at the mcu and go oh shit these are like really good movies like and it brought in that next wave of people who one saw huge paychecks but two saw the potential and what this could be post like most of the time the avengers that's it that's that's where something would have just dead done like there was already a brand new thing that they just did going that far into it but winter soldier brought everybody back into it and it brought so many new people into it and just just validated the mcu in the eyes of like many of the public uh that's it it just did so much for like the just the brilliance that is that whole team i i want i personally want to just like hold kevin feige so close with a hug and just say thank you (laughs) (laughs) no yeah like again what what marvel was able to do with this film was it was just magnificent Mm -hmm. stuff and um, it's one one that I go back to watch frequently. It's just that it's it's, it's it's one of those where like I can put it on at any time and it's gonna be good. Man, um, like with the buildup we've had of this one, it's like it's gonna be hard to talk about any of the other movies. Like, <laughs> cause, cause yeah, that, we, we just went off so much that. So if if the description of what we were just giving of uh the Winter Soldier was anything, 
you, you understand how much we love movies because we still yeah. got I, – I still have uh, – actually, technically, I only have three left to go because I did already say Hercules and uh, then Captain America. So I have three left, so we gotta yeah. to I got to get you to catch up. I got one more. I'll keep it brief, and then we'll get into to the meat of the stuff. Uh, my last honorable mention is, is again, one of my uh, – one of my just one of my favorite films of all time. I just really couldn't find a spot uh, to put it in here right now. It's Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Uh, that is such a good pick. It's it's such a it's such a great movie. It's a movie that I I, I, I watched a lot in in, in, in my childhood. <laughs> it was it was so good. Uh, Matthew Broderick just crushes in this movie, and it's it's a fun. You know, every, I've always wanted to skip school mm-hmm. and have fun the way Ferris Bueller had fun. Um, All know, right, it's I I I can't I I I have done the oh yeah. More than I'd like to admit in, in my life. I just will randomly, out of nowhere, just be walking around with friends or doing something. I'm just like, if I to see if I can hear them go, boom, boom. Like it's, it's, it's such, it's such a fun movie. It's, it's what we all wanted to do as kids. We all wanted to have a day off like that. We all wanted to pull it off, but like. It's it is it, it, that that was that's like the embodiment of like late eighties early nineties like comedy comedy type films that because they took they, that took over the industry for a good while yeah you, like you look at like your Ferris Bueller later on like your American Pies and stuff like that they were everywhere uh sure. for a, for a good bit there and I feel like Ferris Bueller is like the one that kind of set that genre off for the next generation like uh. And, and also, just learning Matthew Bodrick was was Simba later. <laughs> it's also really funny. Yeah, <laughs> uh, to, to, to realize too, it's like, wait, Ferris was Simba. What? <laughs> actually, yep. technically, technically, he took you know another day off as Simba too. It was just like you know, like eight years worth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Listen, in 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 an era where like I could have picked like any of John Hughes's films that I love, which is all of them. Uh-huh. Like pretty, like you know, Pretty in Pink is a is a fun one. Sixteen Candles obviously is great. The Breakfast Club is another one of my favorite movies of all time, but also just didn't make the cut. It's just Ferris Bueller just like stood head and shoulders above those movies, just with like you know the the cast being phenomenal, uh, you know the comedy being great, and just like mm-hmm. the set pe- the, the set pieces. Man, it was it was it's great. So. That's it for my honorable mentions. Uh, right. You know, you, you can go ahead and, and rattle through yours, and we'll get to, to the. To I'm going to gonna drop one more honorable mention, and I just remembered. Uh, it, it's my favorite bad movie. Uh, like, oh, oh man, yeah. So okay, then I got. I, I I have one for that too. Uh, okay, I I got to I got to drop one in there just because like I only have three of my actual favorites left, so I have to I have to talk about at least one more since we had to come quite a few honorable mentions. My favorite bad movie is Rat Race. If nobody has, if you have never seen Rat Race, that movie is a just combinate. Also, make sure you watch the DVD widescreen cut. There are two versions. There is the original, there's the original where it, like it panned to get to different cuts, but the widescreen cut actually shows the entirety of stuff happening in some scenes. So you miss out on some of the comedy that happens. That movie is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's got like at the time the the people they had in it had like Whoopi Goldberg, Seth Green, um, who else was in there? Uh, Cuba the, Gooding Jr. is in there. Cuba Gooding Jr. was in there. Uh, the, the the main guy who's like the eccentric dude that, uh, that guy. John Cleese, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, John Cleese. Like yeah. there was so there's so many 
people in that. That was like the Expendables for comedians. <laughs> that's yeah, that's yeah, what that much. felt like. And it was just one of those movies that my dad loved watching because uh, we it was one of the first DVDs we ever rented. The two, two first DVDs we ever actually rented when they got when DVD players came out was Rush Hour Two, which is also an incredible film. I love Rush Hour movies. Uh, the third one maybe not as much, but the the Rush Hour films are just hilarious. But Rat Race, we watched that. We watched that nonstop because it's just so stupid. There's just so yeah. much. It has the the worst one of the worst plots. It's just just spitball comedy left and right. But the things that happen in that movie, oh yeah, uh, freaking Mr. Bean is in there too. Like, oh yeah, like, Rowan Atkinson. Yeah, yep, yep. it's just it's just it's hilarious, and the way it ends and the build up to the ending. It's just, it's just so funny. It's a fun time. So if you ever want to have a bad movie night, pull up Rat Race if you haven't watched it before. It's actually like really funny to ha- like just ha- get a bunch of friends together and just watch it. Go, what the <laughs> hell is going on? <laughs> yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen that movie in a while, but I might go back and watch it because I, I watched that as a kid with my aunt and uncle, and it was so yep. stupid. I loved it. Um, it is such a dumb movie. <laughs> what? So before we get into our final list, I do, I have a nominate, I have a honorable mention for my favorite bad movie of all time. It's uh-huh. The Wicker Man. Uh, oh, it is, my it God. is so, it is so bad. It is, it is so <laughs> Nick Cage. I yep. love it to death. This is all I need to spoiler for the Wicker Man. Will <laughs> Nick Cage dresses up like a bear and punches a woman in the face, and that's all. And that's all I'm going to leave it at. Watch it. It's terrible. Not oh the bees. God. I'm allergic. Like it oh just, just a, there's there's so much great stuff that comes out of that movie, <laughs> and it's so bad. And I highly recommend everybody watch it. Uh, it's, that movie it's, is a mess. <laughs> yeah, it's it's bad. Uh, Thankfully, um, I watched that when I was really young, so like I couldn't appreciate how bad it was. <laughs> yeah, I, I might I might fuck around. I'll watch it again soon, maybe this week. But we'll, we'll get there eventually. Um, yeah. So we've now gotten into into the top fives here. Uh, <laughs> so, All right, so I, I've given two of my top fives already, so you got to catch up. My, okay. Two of my top fives were Disney with Hercules. That was the one I started off with uh, because I, I mentioned Mulan is a, uh honorable. I should have just held on to Hercules. And then my favorite Marvel film is in my, t- which is also in my top five, Captain America Winter Soldier, for all of the reasons I listed. So you got to go two in a row. All right, I'll go two in a row here. So now these two movies, very drastically different in tone. However, they both accomplished the goal for me as being just two just really fun movies to watch. Uh, the first one uh, is Goodfellas. Um, phenomenal movie. Uh, and, and, and again, I, I love a good crime movie. I love a good Martin Scorsese movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this one is it's, 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 it's one of the best. It, it's so good. You, you get the, the uh, you know, again, the, the, the three pieces in, in, in De Niro and Ray Liotta mm-hmm. and Joe Pesci. <clears throat> um again just the 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 demise of, of henry hill and how everything just kind of falls apart for um you know for ray liotta as things mm-hmm. venture through this movie is terrible uh lorraine brocco uh of sopranos fame is also in this movie as well and this is a fun watch man like it, 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 it's 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 highly quotable there's so many famous people in it um you know <laughs> am i funny do i look like a clown to you like <laughs> i say that i say that yep. to my friends all the time it's just like it's so this movie just succeeds in, in making me laugh and then also making me like just, you know, shit my pants, uh, you know, in, in, in mafia fear. And it's, it's so funny. Uh, it's, it's one word, no matter what point of the movie it's, it is, I have to sit down and finish it. It is uh, one of the prime good. examples of Martin Scorsese and the greatness yeah. that is Martin Scorsese. Like it, it, and it, it, that was also in just another era of, for one, 
uh, you know, you had Godfather running around. You had uh, uh, Scarface coming up. Uh, I think came after Goodfellas, but like I think, I, like maybe Goodf- I think so. I think so. But like in the age, uh, or actually, I mean, um, kind of in a similar category, but in a different tone. Um, the uh, the Harlem was it Harlem Nights with Eddie Murphy and yes. um, yeah, like it, it's it, they all kind of fell into like that same mafia style like New Yorker uh, movie and. Goodfellas just hits so well. Like if you're trying to find your, if you're trying to find your way into that genre, like you need to watch Goodfellas if you haven't. Like that's that's a must watch film for film goers. Uh, it is yeah. Goodfellas. Also, because you said Goodfellas, uh, we're gonna get back to where we could get to even now because I'm going to bump down one of my categories in the Disney film for my my all time five, uh, and put that and say HM. So I'm gonna move Herc to HM. Because okay. I just remembered another one of my all-time favorites when you mentioned Goodfellas. Uh, but be- before I say it, please watch Goodfellas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Please, please watch Goodfellas. It's so good. Uh, and I kind of cut you off at the end of your Goodfellas statement there. Did you have anything else you wanted to say about No, Goodfellas? I was just going to say, it's, it's a, again, it's uh, the makings of my top fives that I can watch these movies at any time they're on mm-hmm. and just finish them out. And this movie's just like, it's... It just hits home, man. It, it's so good. It's one of my... It's one of my favorite... And again, where I love mafia films i love the godfather mm-hmm. i love uh you know i love scarface i love all of those movies like that but this one to me stands head and shoulders is my favorite one that is such a good pick that's a real strong start to your top five too like that is a really yeah. good start um <laughs> so my number four which these aren't necessarily ordered uh the only one that is truly my number one will be my all-time favorite when i say it later but um my one of my other favorites is the usual suspects Ah, there you go. Yes, that's that a one. one. <laughs> that's another good one because The Usual Suspects started my appreciation for mystery style films. Um, okay, yep. I, I, I love the mystery genre like a lot. You're going to notice that with another one that I say uh, later too. That like the, the Usual Suspects is one of those movies that makes you question things throughout the entire film. Um, you don't know who to trust. You don't know what you're really getting into. You don't like there's that overarching like enemy who at any point you don't know when they're going to show up. And the payoff of that movie is so good. Like it is so oh, yeah. good. Um, I I purposely leaving out a lot of details for the sake of not spoiling it, even though it is it came out in like I think the 80s or something like that. Uh, Actually, I no, it came out in 91, 90s, 91, yeah. because that was the year I was born. And I remember somebody telling me later <laughs> to watch it. Because because I, I hadn't heard of it before because it when I came out when I, when I also came out was when the movie came out. <laughs> but, there you go. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, when I did watch it, it's it's aged so well. That's another strong beauty of that movie is that that's a movie you can watch now, and you'll still appreciate it the same way you would have appreciated it when it came out. Um, I don't remember who directed it. It might have been Benicio del Toro, but I know I believe he's in it. Um, yeah, he is. He's in the movie. Yep. Yeah, he's in the movie itself. Um, that is such a good movie. That's easily one of my top fives too. So that that one's a, a high recommendation for people to watch. Yeah, no, that that that's a fun one for sure. I haven't seen that movie in a long time, but I agree, it's it's definitely up there uh, as one of the fun ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and to keep pace with you, uh, I've now moved on. I I, I now have my number four film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm going for the jugular with uh, my favorite comedy film of all time. Uh, I love comedy. It's a genre I, I enjoy. There's a lot of contenders for this for this, um, this one. Rush Hour 2 was one that I considered. Uh, it's up there as one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, you know, there's, there's a couple of other ones. 
However, there's one that stood head and shoulders above the rest. Uh, and that movie is Anchorman. <laughs> is, that is such uh, a good pick. That is such, is, that's such a good pick. <laughs> I love this movie so much. It is it, like whenever uh, I'm in a, my friends and I are in the mood to watch a movie and we don't know what to watch. We could always just put on Anchorman and then we're going to have a good, a good fucking time. It is the most quotable piece of media of our generation. Uh, it, it's it's <laughs> such stellar performances from from Will Ferrell, Christina Applegate, Paul Rudd, uh, Steve Carell, and, you know everybody else involved. You know with, with the movie, it's you know it's it's fantastic. I find myself saying many of these things in my daily, you know, uh-huh. just because I'm you know it's just like <laughs> I find myself autopiloting to a lot of you know you ate a whole wheel of cheese. Like I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. <laughs> like it's just like it's just like just like it's it's so stupid. Yep. It's, it's just it's so quotable. And it's just so much fucking fun. Yes. Know? Like it, it is so, so it's so f- fucking good. Like, yeah. <laughs> it really is. Like and it's an all-star studded cast of comedians. And like that was the movie that made me go, Paul Rudd's great. Like I I, I had, didn't really know much about Paul Rudd before that. And he was awesome. Will Ferrell has a very good knack for making movies that are super quotable. Um which which I'm gonna bring up in a little bit too. Uh, like yeah. it's it's so good, and also Christina Applegate. After growing up watching um, uh, Married with Children with my dad a lot because he just had it on all the time, seeing um, I, I can't remember what uh, what her name was in that in in that show, um, what Bundy she was for some weird reason, but um, yeah, 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 like uh-huh. that was like seeing her go from that to to Anchorman, Ver- Veronica Cordingstone. Yeah, she's so good, like. <laughs> It's, it's, it is. Oh man, not. I, I kind of want to watch it again after we're done with this. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And again, and and like, there's so many like other people that are are just like just casual cameos in this movie. Fred Willard, Fred Armistead, uh, Vince Vaughn, Jack Black, uh, Danny Trejo. Like there, there's there's just so many people that just show up in this movie. And again, Adam McKay, uh, you know, is is a phenomenal director. Uh, Judd Apatow, you know, needs no mm-hmm. introduction. Uh, you know. Said some stupid shit after the Oscars, but it's fine. I'm willing to forgive him just because his movies are, are, are great. Uh, <laughs> but um, th- th- this movie just stands head and shoulders above like one of my favorite uh, you know movies to watch whenever there's nothing else on. Like we don't talk about the sequel. The sequel was no, okay. we don't know that that one uh, that doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> but this movie, this it, it's just it's so fucking funny, man. I, I Will Ferrell's definitely one of those comedians where like you either love him or you hate him. Mm-hmm. My mom can't stand Will Ferrell. I think Will Ferrell's <laughs> fucking hilarious. So. Um, Head and Shoulders, my favorite comedy film of all time. So, uh, Anchorman's uh, very solidly in my number four spot. So, funny enough to, to the follow up uh, without this wasn't planned at all, by the way, uh, for anybody who's watching this. But my next category of movie that I was going to say was my favorite comedy. Uh, there you go. Because comedy is um, actually my favorite genre. Uh, period because i love laughing i sure. I, I love positivity i i grew up in a very big family so <laughs> literally every single friday we would watch friday or f- next friday or something like that every week when people came over to play like pool at my house and it would just be a blast and then we would just put on something like rush hour after or whatever so like it, it grew up like 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 laughing for me is just like like nature's greatest medicine it's such a great thing to have and it's a great thing for the film industry because comedy isn't the easiest thing to nail either because also some of the worst movies to ever come out 
also happen to be comedies. So like yes. that, it's it's a very <laughs> huge hit or miss category. Uh, this one was super hard to pick because I when I was going through it, there are so many that I like for this. Uh, you mentioned Anchorman, but like one of my contenders for this spot that didn't get it was Step Brothers. Uh, yeah, that, that that one that is a that's easily probably the most quoted movie that I I, I quote way too much. <laughs> uh, that's a great it, movie. It's it's so funny. It's so fun. I will rewatch that endlessly. Also, where the hell is the second one? They said they were gonna make it, and then they just haven't done it yet. Um, oh man! But that one was a contender for this, and then uh, another movie that you were talking about, Steve Carell. The lead actor of this movie has worked with him before too. This is one of the biggest categories of comedians, period. And my favorite com- com- comedy period is Ace Ventura when Nature Calls. Yeah, yep, yep. That that's my favorite Jim Carrey movie of all time. Uh, that the, the it's it's way better than the first, even though the first is good. I, I will fight <laughs> to anybody on that one because there's just too much stuff. The Chicago, like that was too good. Chicago, the, mo- <laughs> the monster truck scene, like everything about that movie was just just hit the nail on the head. The very beginning of when uh, he goes to the safari and he asks him like, "How good is he?" and he just like breaks down. Uh, the dude's entire breakdown is like the urine stain on your pants. <laughs> it's like, it's like, what is going on? It's just the the movie constantly has like new things happening they're just so stupid but you love it because jim carrey is that's like prime time jim carrey that's why i love the new sonic movies because that is ace ventura jim carrey that i'm watching when he's playing eggman and that's why i i love (laughs) watching literally anything with jim carrey whether it's the serious films or the comedies he's just uh he, he he's an irreplaceable piece of history when it comes to the film industry uh so that's that's my favorite comedy. And again, that was not planned to be right after you just said that. <laughs> yeah, I felt I felt guilty leaving like that film off my list because I do enjoy both DA's Ventura films a lot. I watched those films a lot growing up uh, on cable. <laughs> Um, which is funny. So I, I, for the longest time, I never understood what the, what the punchline was at the end of the first Ace Ventura film, because I was watching a movie on cable and they obviously uh-huh. couldn't show that. So they, sh- they couldn't show the payoff oh, on cable. True, that's it right. was. Yeah. And even then when I, I watched, you know, when nature calls on cable a lot and they don't show the scene where Jim Carrey famously comes out of a rhinoceros anim- robots, butt, butt ass so naked. <laughs> And, you know, so it wasn't until I saw those movies, like, uncensored, like, on DVD, where I'm just like, oh, this is even funnier now. Mm. Um, but it's so good. Again, Jim Carrey is is at his best when he's this, this eccentric-ass dude in the, in the middle yeah. of the jungle. <laughs> um, you know, I was just watching him at this point. I think of the scene where he gets the spears in his leg. God, yeah. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. It, it, this is this is peak Jim Carrey for me. Again, another reason why I love the Sonic film so much is because he can just kind of let loose and do whatever the fuck he wants. And uh, Jim Carrey also just recently said he's retiring from acting. Um, that hurts. I, I, I it hurts. I, I, I don't want to see. I don't want to read that sentence. I, I want him to keep just making movies. Top five Jim Carrey movies could be its own podcast. I might hold on. To I, I honestly day. would like to do. I would bring me in on that because I am. That's one of my favorite actors, <laughs> if not my favorite actor. Period. So, uh, I, I would one hundred percent join back up on that in the future. Well, well yeah, we'll, we'll get there uh, one day. But, uh, yeah, great film. Great choice for 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 your number four. Uh, number three. Moving on. Now these now these three are are very much ordered in tiers of films that I enjoy a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Number three, uh, it's 
I, I don't even know what to quantify this as. Um, it, it's, I guess it's it's a it's a horror slash science fiction film. Again, uh, you know, so it's 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 up there for just mo- movies that I watched a lot growing up that I have an, an affiliation for. Uh, it's it's what got me on my very first hyperfixation. Dinosaurs. Uh, my number three <laughs> film of all time is Jurassic Park. Um, okay. Clever I love this movie. It's 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 so good, man. <laughs> I grew up right in the peak time where all these films were coming out. You know, again, Jurassic Park two, very different movie. Love Jeff Goldblum, very different movie. Yep. <laughs> I actually watched Jurassic Park three a lot growing up, and then it wasn't I until too, I was an adult. Actually. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't until I was an adult. I'm just like, wait, this is the bad one. That yeah. sucks. Uh, and then, and then eventually, as I you know, I grew older and wiser. You know, I went back and watched the original. And this movie is just fantastic, man. You know, what they were able to accomplish technology-wise, you know, back then in the early 90s with these animatronics, it was it was fantastic. You know, this is one of the highest grossing films of all time at some mm-hmm. point, and only to be dethroned by several Marvel Marvel movies and probably a Despicable Me film later. Um, but <laughs> it's just it's 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 phenomenal, man. You know, watching yeah. uh it just it's it's just I just love I love Jeff, you know, Jeff Goldblum in this movie. Um you know, I love uh, Sam Neill in this movie as well. And again, as I also enjoy the Jurassic World films for what they are, you know, those films are box office smashes. And I, you know, I like the direction that, you know, uh, Chris Bratt has, has, has gone with it, you know, uh, you know, in this new era of Jurassic Park stuff. And I'm excited to see the original cast come back for the third one. You know, they got me hooked. I'm in for it. You know, so, these, I just have, I have so many fond memories, you know, watching these, this movies, uh, you know, growing up, uh, you know, Wayne Knight and Samuel L. Jackson getting eaten by dinosaurs. So much fun. And um, I, I this is again, a movie where whatever part of it's on, I have to finish it through. It's, 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 it's near and dear to my heart. Love dinosaurs. I love science fiction and I love horror films. And, this very neatly combines all the three. So, so uh, the, the the uniqueness of Jurassic Park uh, for me is the fact that I actually don't like horror films. Uh, I I'm not a horror horror guy like at all. But all right. the, but like when it came, comes to Jurassic Park, <clears throat> I actually will watch that repeatedly because you were talking about like scores. That movie is like that. It's so iconic. Like you play that music, you know what you're listening to. Like right off the bat. Um, what they did, I think that like that movie in itself changed the like Hollywood because like the animatronics they pulled off, they were able to pull that off. Even like they, it helped improve movies like Alien and other things that came out like in different ways. Like it helped really build the industry up. I admittedly haven't watched the new Jurassic World series yet, but I'm going to now because the original cast is coming out. So I'm going to sit down and actually watch what Chris Pratt has done. But I um. Definitely need to t- need to take the time to watch those because that's like the one unique film of movies that involve people getting eaten. Because I I hate cannibalistic <laughs> movies. I can't stand watching people getting eaten. It like drives me crazy. But um, that one I will watch. You also reminded me randomly when you said uh, Sam Jackson getting eaten of that hilarious scene from Deep Blue Sea where he just gets ripped out from the shark when he's doing that whole monologue. <laughs> oh my god, that that's oh, yeah, that that's good. Um, that is a good no. one. Yeah, listen, these these movies are great, and again, I'm I'm very excited to have the original cast come back. And I haven't rewatched. It's funny, I actually own the Jurassic uh, World films on DVD, um, <laughs> and I just recently lost my internet for a couple of days, and I went back and watched them with my dad. And there, they, there's there's still fun movies, man. Again, those movies are also box out of smashes. People don't, oh, yeah. you know, when when you think about like movies that perform well at the box office, a lot of it is like, you know. 
Marvel films, right? You know, it's Marvel films. Uh, the Harry Potter films always crushed at the box office. The Jurassic Park films always historically have done well in 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 the in the greater pantheon. You know, box office stuff. So yeah. uh, I'm very excited to see everybody come back uh, for this next one. Um, and yeah, you know, dinosaurs rule. Big fan. They, uh, they do. They do. They 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 uh, our our generation uh, kind of got hooked on that whole concept because of those movies. Uh, they, 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 they really, that they're, they'll stand the test of time uh, for sure. That's something you could always go back and watch and have fun. I have two left. Um, yeah. I am down to uh, the final two. And I, this one is one that not enough people have seen. Um, and it's one of my favorite mystery films. And there's a lot that fall into this category, but this one is the one that kind of caught me off guard because I watched it at random and it was with two actors that I didn't expect to pull off the way that they did, but they did it, it beautifully. Um, that's the prestige. It has Hugh Jackman, oh. and, yeah, Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale, and it's a okay. movie based on, uh, magicians. And I won't really say too much more about the plot because it'll kind of give away some stuff. But basically the whole thing is like they're, they're, you know, competing magicians and the way that they compete and the payoff at the end of what happens threw me off so much because it's by far and away not what I expected them to go to, uh, to the point where I was like, whoa, because I love mystery films. I love confusion. I love things that make me have to think. And I started trying to think at the end about what was happening and what was going to be the payoff. And then all of a sudden you're thrown for a whole loop, like literally the chairs just flip out from underneath you in the way that it's like, <laughs> what just happened? Uh, I, I, I love that movie. I wish people, more people would watch it. Um, it's one of the best in the era of when everybody was so uh, busy talking about Christian Bale being like Batman. And then they would talk about American Psycho, which you should still watch. Uh, great movie. Great uh, movie. Another great movie. Um, the, the Prestige with batman and wolverine like it's like what but it was it was so so good and there's also a follow-up to van helsing which was not very good so no, <laughs> that no. that one that one was a redeeming movie for uh for hugh jackman so uh that one is quote-unquote my second favorite movie but i don't know because i i feel like i might have a couple others i contend for that but that is up there in my favorite movies of all time yeah, that's a uh, great choice. Absolutely. I've seen it once and I remember liking it. So I'll have to go back and give it another shot. Um, my number two film, though, however, I've seen several times. Now, these two films, I would say there's back and forth. There isn't. Uh, there's a film that's very much head and shoulders above this one. But this one is still a lot of fun. Uh, it technically falls into the action category, but it could fall under a bunch of cat uh, under a bunch of genres. Um, it's just a great movie that I love a lot. And it just recently celebrated an anniversary year. Uh, my number two favorite movie of all time is Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Um, you are one of the Scott Pilgrims. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Listen, man, I, it's, it's, I can't, I can't knock it. I can't not deny that this movie is a perfect movie. Um, it's so good. <laughs> the score, the cinematography, the writing, just, it, it's so <clears throat> what it was, what this film did <clears throat> for, you know, for, uh, for, graphic novel stuff you know for adaptations for video game you know films mm -hmm. it's so good um now am i gonna sit here and try to tell you that scott pilgrim's a, a good dude no no i can't nope. do that with a straight face um i mean but can I, say this, michael I think you told me the story about michael Sarah before right Oh yeah, how yeah, I yeah. casually ran into michael Sarah <laughs> at a movie theater um i i was leaving the movie theater 
and I forgot something in my theater. And as I was leaving, uh, after, after I went to go back to my seat to go grab my stuff and I lift through the lobby, uh, I just casually walked by Michael Sarah, who had a complete dime on his arm, by the way. So my man. Um, <laughs> but it's just it's it's so good, man. There's so many great characters in this movie, so many great actors, a lot of Marvel crossover in this film. You know, Chris Evans uh, plays a you know, role here. Uh, Brie Larson is Envy. Uh, is is so good, you know. So so many of, of of my many high school crushes compiled into one movie: Anna Kendrick, Aubrey Plaza. Uh, you know, so just uh, you know, remote Ramona Flowers in general, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Just there's this this film holds up so well as as a visual experience. It's um, I love it so much, and I never got to see this movie in theaters up till the tenth anniversary was coming up. Me and my friends in you know in the midst of the pandemic, we rented out a theater mm-hmm. that would let us watch whatever movie we wanted to watch. And we rented out a theater. We watched Scott Pilgrim versus the world, and it was one of the best days of of, of the last, you know, two years that I got to experience. Because I got to watch one of my favorite movies with with a bunch of my friends. And uh I love it. The scores is is phenomenal. Uh the Sex Pop Bombs is one of my favorite fictional bands of all time. <laughs> um and it's just, it's 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 such a fun, it's a great movie. Edgar Wright's a genius. Yes, um, he is. Absolutely, 100%. And I, it's it's a perfect movie. I cannot say a bad thing about it. It is, you except are, that Scott Pilgrim's a piece of shit. So. Like, Scott, the, the Scott Pilgrim fan base is such a huge one. Like, that, like, the, the, oh, yeah. the, 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 everybody who, like, I like the movie. Um, like, like, I enjoyed it, but I wasn't really, like, a big Scott Pilgrim guy. And, then there are like everyone like what you just described who absolutely love that film and what it did, especially. And I, I never really thought about how, what it did for graphic novels too, because that really did help push. Like we, we, we we're, we're in such a meme era with like how bad resident evils and stuff were for like video games and all that other stuff. But then Scott Pilgrim, uh, Scott Pilgrim came out and like, it, for one, it was funny watching Michael Sarah try to be like serious or an action <laughs> hero in any way. But like, uh beyond that like it was just fun it was just such a fun movie and it's a fun movie every time you watch it and i like like i appreciate the film it's not in it's it's not like my favorite graphic novel film or anything but like i love edgar wright films i think he is a tremendous director i think he has like such a good visual like he has such a good way of taking his vision and putting it in a form that people can understand and digest where there you'll see other people who try to do a similar thing. And then you get Michael Bay's like that. It's, it's like he, he does it so beautifully. Whereas you get other people who do it too far. Cause that could have easily been a bad movie. If you had somebody take that same story and mm-hmm. overdo it, but he did it with a good enough pace of comedy character, build up love uh, a little romance in a way that it didn't feel campy. And like, it, it's just just fun like it's it's just so fun um so yeah. I, I i respect it that that that's a that, that's that's a very very good choice for that yeah that's it, it, it was just edgar wright's filmography speak for itself man shot yeah. of the dead hot fuzz uh he was an, he was an ep and a writer on on the first ant-man film uh was replaced by the director by peyton reed but his hands are still all over that movie which is again mm-hmm. one of my favorite marvel films and it's just it's a great movie it's a perfect movie um, but we have now arrived mm-hmm. at our final stop on this train, AJ. Uh, our favorite movies. Now, all right, so I, who goes so first? You, uh, you first. You're, you're the guest. You get to okay, go first. Okay. So. All right. So my favorite movie of all time was easily the hardest one to um, like 
pick amongst everything, but it's still it's still my favorite movie. Uh, in a world that has things like uh, Shawshank Redemption, uh, a Green Mile, and then all the other movies that come out, right? Like so many great films, period, that have ever hit the film industry. This is one of my favorite movies amongst one of my favorite actors, period, to really change the game. That movie is Man on Fire. I yeah, that's love <laughs> Man on Fire. That's my favorite Denzel film. And the it has one of the best lines I've ever heard in film to really tell what someone's nature was about to be. Because at the start of the movie, when you're watching Denzel, Denzel is a uh, is a former. He's been in the military. We'll say uh, I don't want to give away too much, but um, he basically his job is to uh, deal with people, and he stepped away from that life. But then after being there to help uh, protect someone and that someone was taken away, we get one of the best lines I've ever heard from Christopher Walken where he says, Chrissy's art is death and he's about to paint his masterpiece. That line <laughs> hits so hard because what happens after that was insane. The buildup of every <laughs> single thing that Denzel did you, if, I know you've you had to have watched a movie. The scene. Oh, I've under, seen it before. Yeah, yeah. underneath it's, it's, it's the great. bridge with the guy who is currently, uh, you know, having a bad day. We'll say, um, <laughs> it's, it's say the least. Yeah, the way that he just stood there and said, "I got all the time in the world." You don't, but I do. Like, like just everything about that movie. Uh, it's one of the few. The, the big reason why this is in my favorites is because it's one of the movie a uh, few movies that will still make me like cry. Like as a grown man, sure. I, I I cried the first time I watched it. Um, and there's only a few movies that ever have do, ever done that to me. Um, was it Hardball? I think with Keanu Reeves uh, is another movie that has done that to me. Um, I don't know if it's Hardball. Uh, it's a, it's a baseball film with Keanu Reeves, uh, where he uh, coaches a bunch of kids, and something happens in that that will make. And if you don't cry, you are not human. But in uh, in Man <laughs> of Fire, like the way that that movie ends, the the build up to it. The, uh, the 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 younger actor or actresses in the movie the the job that they did was just spot on um you felt as the movie progresses you feel pulled into it more and more and more like you don't want to get oh, yeah. you're you're on the edge of your seat because like you want to see the good thing happen and you just you can't walk away from it so uh, i if, if there's ever movie ever for me to ever recommend for people who probably haven't seen a movie especially it's my all-time favorite movie that's man of fire no listen great choice man, man. like yeah again great great choice uh you know uh fantastic denzel washington one of the best in the business yeah uh all you time know, it's, yeah, <laughs> like, it's, it's a great it's a great movie it, it, it's it's up there uh, on one of my, you know, it's if I have about a top twenty list, it would definitely be in there for sure. Uh, it's a great movie, not to knock it. Um, now, while you struggled to pick your favorite movie, mine was locked on the top of my head for a long time. Um, <laughs> I've this is this is a movie. If, if you're friends with me, you've heard me wax poetic about this movie for years. Um, it's it's a movie that I watched very, you know, I, it came to me at a very young age. Another movie that I watched a lot on cable syndication during the summertime. Uh, it's, it's, it's a perfect movie. It's, it stands the test of time as, as just a, one of my favorite films of all time. I will never get sick of watching it. It will always hold a special place in my heart. My favorite movie of all time, uh, to nobody's surprise is back to the future. Um, it is, it, this, this movie is just, it's, 
it's so it yes, just goes beyond this movie to me before i had to think about it for a second i was like no he's definitely talked to me about back to the future before <laughs> yeah it's it listen it's i i love sci-fi as a genre uh, next to comedy it's definitely one of my favorite genres of film um and I, it's just, this movie just transcends as being a movie as to why I like it so much. As a film, it's perfect. Robert yeah. Zemeckis crushes that out of the park. Uh, you know, the, the acting, uh, the, you know, the visual effects for the time. Uh, you know, Michael J. Fox as, as, as Marty McFly is just perfect. Uh, you know, it's, 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 it's hard, uh, you know, to, you know, to not, to just to not, feel that way yeah uh you know christopher lloyd uh, you know still crushing it in, in in his old age you know uh you know does a great job in this movie um uh, it, it's you know thomas f wilson bill trinan one of the best villains in, in in you know movie history and just like from a film standpoint it's just great the sound mm-hmm. the, the soundtrack the the you know the visual effects uh everything the, the, the cinematography everything about this movie just clicks it's so good but just it, it transcends to me just being a movie, you know, uh, one of my best friends from high school. The one of the biggest things that we, you know, that we got to talking to each other over is that we both love Back to the Future. Mm. Um, I watched this movie a lot with with my nephew growing up. You know, we we both have an, it's such a, a strong, you know, affection for this movie. And um, this, is, this is one of the few movies where, like, I got to, you know, to, I got to really sit down with, with my dad. And, you know, we got to watch this together. Um, because you know when I found out there was a part two, my you know my dad was like, "Oh, if you like the first one, wait to see the other two movies." I was like, "Whoa, do you mean there's two other movies for this?" And then you know, uh, I I have a, we we watched the second one on cable together, and you know again all three of the films in this movie are are, are great. I'm not you know, but the first one just holds such a special place in my heart. And you know I, I remember I was uh, they were going to show the third one on cable. I'd never seen it before, uh, but I I was I had to stay up really late to watch it. I would have had to. It was the movie started like twelve thirty at night, so mm-hmm. uh, I was staying up pretty late. And I uh, you know I'm, I'm a kid at the time. I'm like I'm in like the fifth grade or something like that. So like I really shouldn't be up this late. Um, but my my dad watches walks in opens the door, and he sees me staying up late. To, you know with the TV on to watch this movie. And I thought he was gonna yell at me, but instead my dad comes in and watches the movie with me. So um, you know, <laughs> it's, it's just like, yeah, it's like it's stuff like that that's just like, you know, whenever I think of this movie, uh, I'm gonna think of my dad. And that, that's always something that I'm gonna that I'm gonna have, and it's always gonna hold a special place in my heart uh because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I got to see this movie in theaters on my birthday, uh in a private theater to myself. And I I cried because I just it was <laughs> it was amazing. That's that was the one thing I haven't gotten to do with this movie yet. It's it, see it in a theater setting and it's it's just it's so good it's it's a perfect movie it's always going to hold a, a special place in my heart uh one of the best throwaway lines of dialogue in a movie ever is marty the libyans <laughs> like it's just like it's, it's so it, it's so stupid it's like like, <laughs> the, it's, it's, I, it's like I, libyan terrorists just get thrown under the, 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 the <laughs> uh, swept under the rug as a plot device in this movie it's so yep. funny <laughs> I, uh, I I don't think you could have said it any better, man. Like that, that movie, uh, especially for the time it came out, really was just like uh, it was a cinematic marvel for the tech and everything. And also one of the funniest moments to come out ever was when it finally did hit that time where they traveled to the future. The Cubs almost won that year. Uh, they, they, yeah, they, they missed it by losing. a year. They missed it by I, a year. Yeah, and then they won the next year. So like the fact that they, they won the next year but almost won that year, it's like – 
wait a minute <laughs> like were they right that was so funny but it was actually the mets let's go mets we we took them out that yeah. year uh and then we lost to the royals about the mets, yay. Baby. yay we can't win a single world <laughs> series but um that's i a different that, podcast <laughs> oh man that's another podcast me complaining about the mets and baseball <laughs> for hours but um that's it's such a good film and I, I i i appreciate so much what you said about like it reminds you of your dad because uh, it's not the same, not the same movie for me, but um, a movie that reminds me of my godfather and my uncle who uh, who passed away is uh, Good Morning uh, Vietnam because yep. he was in the Nam War and we used to watch that all the time. And uh, my favorite comedian, uh, which why I said uh, um, Jim Carrey was one of my favorite comedians. My favorite is actually Robin Williams, who rest rest in peace, um, is because of Good Morning Vietnam. And watching that with my uh, my uncle, I will always watch that movie and cry a little bit thinking about him. But like, uh, it's that that type of moment you can't re- replicate it. You can't replicate it when you look at uh, media. And the fact that Back to the Future does that for you with uh, your dad, it's beautiful. It's awesome. I I love stories like that because there's so many good films. There's so many good movies for different reasons, but then there is movies that just hit you. And a big reason why Man of Fire on Fire is one of mine is because of the emotions it made me feel. Uh, so, like, if a movie can move you like that, then that's that is a true work of art. So, I, I don't think you could explain Back to the Future any better than the way you did. Yeah, listen, I, I'm not kidding when I th- when I say I think I see this movie upwards of 50 times. I, I can watch believe you. I can believe you. Bro, I've watched like, Ace Ventura at least like 50 times as well, if not more. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I I watch that movie on repeat. If I. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, so, got to watch a raccoon fall to his uh, death yeah. every single every single time. No, no. <laughs> it's, oh, it's so funny. Um, but yeah, AJ, we done it, and I believe we've we broken the record for the longest podcast on the show. Yeah, because uh, you so decided to bring me on the show. So. Damn right, <laughs> we we've done it. Uh, round of applause for for everybody involved. Woo! I'll make sure to edit that in later. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, listen, uh, we we've arrived at the end here. Uh, let's, uh. Listen, let us let us know in the comment section below or wherever where you, we post this. Uh, what's your what is what's some of your favorite movies of all time? Uh, we we'd love to know. Uh, but my friend, thank you again for joining me on the show this week. Um, it's been an honor and a pleasure. I'm happy I was finally able to get you on. Yeah. And uh, you know, to to talk to just to talk shop about everything that we love. Again, we don't get to do this very often, which no. sucks because we do. You know, we're 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 always too busy working. Yeah. And uh, you know, to the wee hours of the night. But I'm sure we'll see each other soon, and we'll be able to to, to you know to justify that and fix that soon. So of course, man. Like it's it, you're you know it's always a pleasure. Like you're you're more you're more than just a smashcaster in the community who I made as a friend, your family to me. You already know that. And being able to come here and uh, like join in on the venture that you've been taking with this podcast and your content. Uh, I, I'm so happy I got to join in a category. I got to learn how much of a movie buff you really are because I'm also <laughs> a movie buff. So like now we have even more stuff to talk about with this. Um, oh, yeah. So that this is, this is fun. Uh, I'm sure that this will probably not be the only time that this happens. Uh, and I definitely looking forward to doing this again in the future. I also have one more throw question. I want to give to the comments too, just because I, uh, what you're asking, I wanted to ask you this earlier, but I forgot because we started talking about honorable mentions. Oh, go ahead. Um, the first rated R movie you ever watched. I want to know what the first rated R movie you ever watched. Mine was Starship Troopers. Uh, that that was the first rated R movie I ever watched. We read we rented it. It was the same night I watched Men in Black as well. My dad was on an Alien movie night, 
And uh, that was also the first time I happened to see some boobs in a film. So that you was know, it's, cool. <laughs> it is funny. I've actually so it's it's funny. I've had this conversation recently with my friends, and like I usually chop it up with what's the first movie you remember seeing with boobs in it as my first horror <laughs> movie, and mine would have been Euro Trip. Um, that's it, I actually that's that's uh, one of my guilty pleasure movies. I have, Euro Trip. I have watched that. I have I've watched that movie. Far too young. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, was in the, I, I yep. think I was in the. I think I was in the fourth or fifth grade when I watched that movie. Sorry, mom and dad. Yeah. Um, but, hey, uh, here's a thought. You made out with your sister, man. <laughs> shut up, shut up. <laughs> the movie is uh, so stupid, but it's so all hail good. the new pope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It's Scott. So it doesn't know as as is a iconic pop punk banger of the early two thousands. So. I still sing that nowadays, like just ran, like randomly. But uh, <laughs> man, that is that's another good one. So yeah, if uh, to, to add that in there to uh, Koopa's question, the first rated R movie you ever seen because I, I want to see, I want to see um, <laughs> what what kind of good parenting was going on for some people. Yeah. <laughs> let us let us know at home, folks. Uh, but yeah, so AJ, let the people know at home. Speaking of them, uh, where they can find you on the internet when you're where where, where are you uh, patrolling nowadays? Uh, you find me pretty much on everything uh, with uh, Ajax underscore HQ. I've been fighting to try and get Ajax by itself because I can switch that to YouTube, but for now it's Ajax underscore HQ on Twitter, <laughs> uh, YouTube, and Twitch. I actually am streaming again, so if you'd like to come through, I appreciate that. Um, otherwise, you can see me on pretty much. Anything that has Smash or fighting games related to it, because like you were saying before, I'm a Smash and FTC caster, and uh, I want to try to move my way into other genres soon too. But uh, you'll be seeing me and Koopa at plenty of tournaments upcoming this year. We have Smash World Tour going on. There's a lot of uh, events you'll be hearing us talk about the Vidja games. But hopefully in the future, you'll find me here again on the Koop the podcast to talk about some of the other things that he was mentioning. Because as he said, this is the longest episode. Because I can talk for a long time about a lot of passionate <laughs> stuff. Period. So I will. I would definitely look forward to having uh, doing this again with you. Can't wait to have you back, man. And uh, listen, if you guys are again are inclined to follow us and me on social media, I'm at Koopa and Jay across platforms. Um, you can keep up with me there. Uh, as of next week, I will be going to Genesis. Uh, so that'll be a lot of fun. Looking forward to that. Um, I'm going to try to get my podcast content up and ready beforehand so I don't have to worry about it. So I'm going to have to, to really uh, crunch some numbers to get some stuff going. And I you know, I stream on Twitch sometimes too, so make sure to check me out there. Um, follow the show, of course, across the, the various networks you can find it on at Coop the Pod on Twitter. Um, we're also part of the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcasting site for professionals. Uh, so if you guys are interested in checking us out, uh, checking out the show there on our main, on our main feed, uh, we're at uh, the uh, Believe uh, hyphen podcast backslash Coop up. Uh, I'll put the link in the description below so uh, you can check all that out there. We're also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you know, wherever you might get your content. And we're also on Patreon. Um, if you guys feel so inclined to, to check us out there, we got, uh, you know, three tiers going right now, uh, you know, each of which you can get cool behind the scenes content, uh, early access to the shows. Uh, you even get to pick one episode a month. Uh, of, of shows that I cover so if you guys feel inclined to support us there uh, you know you can ch- uh, check us out all that's going to be in the description below and uh, yeah that's going to be it for this show folks uh, so thank you so much uh, for tuning in and we'll catch you guys next time <laughs>